come to expose the truth, where it's all about the clear understanding of the living Word of God and how to apply it to everyday life. Today we are on part one of how to hear deception. How to hear deception. And when I first thought about doing this uh, podcast series on how to hear deception, there is like so much. It's overwhelming. It's just with how many layers of deception there is in not only government and media, but I mean, I'm talking about within the church and all these cult groups. Um, we know the most popular ones to be the Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and even the um, the charismatic movement groups like Bethel and Hillsong, um, where they're just, they're not about the true word of God. They're not. They are completely something else. Uh, and mix, mixing in scripture with what, you know, what they want you to believe. Uh, the most dangerous thing about these uh, groups and these movements is that they do not provide true salvation. And uh, they're all giving into your feelings. They're all about, um, you know, works. Um, so a lot of these cult groups are about trying to earn your own salvation, where Scripture and our Lord uh, Jesus tells us very clearly, no one is good enough to earn your salvation. It is by grace through faith. Um, so here is the takeaway. Deception has always been around since the fall of mankind. It is, in fact, a deception is, in fact, how demons and the devil work. Jesus clearly describes Satan, who is a liar and a murderer since the beginning. And also, uh, the Bible tells us that when uh, he speaks lies, Satan, the devil, when he speaks lies, he speaks his native language. Mixing in truth with lies and making it sound good. So this is what deception does. This is what deception is. It makes it sound good. This is why the true believer can't chase, chase things that just sound good. For the person who is spiritually dead, uh, who we were all once were, or you know, if you're listening to this and you don't know if you're born again, um, you know, we are all born spiritually dead, meaning not alive in Christ. So we have to become born again, meaning alive in Christ. We follow His commands uh, and love His commands. So for the person who's spiritually dead, not a born again, meaning not a born again believer, uh, it is easy. To fall into this trap of deception it is really easy. It happens every single day. But for the true believer, it is one of the marks coming from the power of the Holy Spirit, coming from God. Uh, this is a spiritual battle, um, which is why the spiritual gift of discernment is needed. Um, this is my prayer for everyone, everyone and anyone who's listening to this um, and wanting to grow spiritually you know more spiritually is that you are wanting the gift of discernment because uh, we are lost we're truly lost without it thankfully by the grace of god and by the gift of his word we are able to filter out all the nonsense and lies the devil throws at us the spiritual gift of discernment is not some magical power or enlightenment by which we can all of a sudden be given the knowledge and wisdom by wanting to be good. No. But instead, uh, given through, it is given by God through how, right? It's not about, you can't, you can't get it by just wanting it, right? Or sitting around and living the way I want to live and then asking for it. That's not how it works. Uh, 
um, when you choose to follow Christ, right? That means deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Him. Um, it is given through spiritual maturity by loving, learning, growing, and yearning for the understanding and obedience of His Word. Okay, and let's go into the first passage of Scripture, uh, Matthew 24, 1-6. through 6. Uh, Jesus left the temple and was going away. When His disciples came to point out to Him the buildings of the temple, but He answered them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. Uh, For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. Okay, so in verse 2, he's talking about uh, one stone upon another. He's talking, it refers to the literal fulfillment of Jesus' words that took place in 70 AD when the Romans went in there and laid siege to Jerusalem. Then in verse 6, it says, the end is not yet. Um, so false prophets, as well as wars and rumors of wars, characterize the whole of the present age, but will escalate toward the end. So if you look back throughout history and you learn of history and you can see through a biblical filter, you can clearly see the escalation of wars and deception and false prophets. Um, just look back at, you know, looking back from you know the last century. From the 1900s until now, there was how countless and countless false prophets that came forward and said they were the Jesus, right? Even today, you have this, right? That they are the Christ, that they are Jesus, you know, they are sent by Christ. Or, I mean, you have the Pope today, he's, he's, he's one of them, that's been lingering for, you know, how many centuries, right? So, you have a lot of false prophets, and, and, and certainly, it has escalated uh, since uh, the warning that Jesus gave us 2,000 years ago. In today's society, we have deception at every level of infrastructure. At home, among friends, uh, family member or family members, yeah, friends or family member deceiving you, um, people you work with, obviously, right? Uh, the government, whom we're supposed to trust and take care of us, right? Uh, the media, Right, uh, we're supposed to tell us what we need to know, but they only want us to see uh, what they want us to see. Uh, and yes, even within the church, right? Even within the church, uh, we have apostates running around the church and within the church. You're like, hold up, what is an apostate? Uh, an apostate is someone who knows and has seen the truth, but chooses to reject it and deny its power. Uh, an apostate is someone who has abandoned their faith, simply put. Someone who abandoned their faith. Who learned about it, who saw it, heard it, but they rejected or they abandoned it. All right, let's go on to 1 Timothy 4, 1-5. through 5. 
Now, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Through the insincerity of liars who consciences are seared, meaning they're not going to change their mind. Their minds have been set um, or permanently, right? Their minds have been set permanently. That's what that means. Who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods. Ah, now that is a common, common thing in just about all the cults there is. Uh, abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. Alright, so in verse 1, where the it says, The Spirit expressly says, uh, Paul repeats to Timothy the warning he had given many years earlier. Uh, to the Ephesian elders. Uh, the Holy Spirit, through the scriptures, has repeatedly warned of the danger of apostasy in later times, in latter times. Apostasy will exist throughout that period, reaching a climax shortly before Christ returns. Apart from the faith, those who fall prey to the false teachers will abandon the Christian faith. The Greek word for depart uh, is the source of the English word apostatize, and refers to someone moving away from an original position. Okay, and then let's move into the final passage of Scripture on this lesson in Jude, verses 3 through 8. There's only one chapter in Jude, so uh, Jude 3 through 8. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain people have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our Master and Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe, and the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desires, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Yet, in like manner, these people also, relying on their dreams, defile the flesh, reject authority, and blaspheme the glorious ones. Okay, so in verse 4, where it talks about certain people have crept in unnoticed. Uh, these are infiltrating uh, false teachers, pretending to be true, who on the surface look like the real thing, but whose intentions were to lead God's people astray. So let me just... Let me just point something out real fast. Um, if you're not, if you know you're not that spiritually mature, um, because we're all at different levels, I, I get it. But uh, what I don't get is if you are wanting to stay at a beginner or childlike mature spiritual maturity, you should want to grow. Okay, you should continuously want to grow, and don't make excuses. 
All right, we're all busy. We're all tired. Um, but it really doesn't take that much time and that much effort to pick up the Bible and want to learn it and love it and understand it. It really doesn't. Um, and so there are many who have an outward appearance. And so here's where I'm going with this. There are many that say they're Christians and you have many with this holy kind of persona, right? Uh, a holy charisma or whatever. You know, they think that they're all good. It, 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 they they, they want to show you it by how they behave or by what they say. It's only an outward appearance, okay? Uh, so don't be deceived, all right? Don't be deceived. Um, so many, is, now, what's a, I'm a, you know, what's a good visual example? Look at the Catholics, okay? Now, am I judging and saying all Catholics are evil and deceived? And uh, No, of course not, because they're are Catholics, uh, certain sects of Catholics that put authority of Scripture above all else, and they will, if they follow uh, God's Word, um, uh, they will, you know, and truly are spiritually born again, uh, they will be, they will have salvation. But uh, you do have a lot of the Roman Catholics, traditional Roman Catholics from uh, its roots, where it came from, uh, thinking, thinking that they were the first church, but that's completely false. They were never the first church. Christ said, uh, this rock, meaning I am the rock, and in all throughout scriptures, how he's referring to he is the head, he is the body of his church. It was never given to Peter. So that's, you know, that's a heresy to think that. Um, there's no evidence in all of scripture that supports that. All of scripture supports that Christ is the head and the body of the church. Uh, but anyway, so when you look at the outward appearance uh, of Catholics and they wear all these robes and you know, speak in monotone and have all these, they're wearing all these uh, things around their neck and on their head. Um, it's really deceiving. It's not anywhere near what, you know, uh, Scripture teaches us about being holy. It's not. It's simply not. It's simply a lie, you know, and, and, and they're clothing themselves uh, like a sheep, but inside in the heart, God knows. Right, we knows all of our thoughts and our actions before we even speak it or think it. Okay, and so if anybody thinks they're good, I well, I say let's put your thoughts on the on the television screen for everybody to look at for the past twenty four hours, and let's see how good you are. All right, none of us, none of us are good. Or you know, the, any kind of holiness that we have is comes from straight from God through Christ, um, being spiritually reborn living for him. So I highly encourage that you are uh, really looking beyond that. All right, so what is the point of me saying all these things? Um, outward appearance of holiness, but inside they are not. Just because you say you're a Christian or you say you believe in the Bible and you can quote some scripture, you're not, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you're not displaying any kind of um, evidence of having true salvation. You're really not. Satan himself can quote the entire, all of scripture of the Bible. So, and we know where he's headed in the lake of fire, being separated from God forever. So just because you can claim this and claim that and quote scripture, um, that's not what uh, saves us. That's not uh, the evidence of a true believer. The evidence of a true believer is how you live uh, with the actions of, words and thoughts that come out of you right that's the evidence of a true believer 
not because you claim you're this or that. Okay, and so for um, the part where it says in verse 4, deny master and Lord Jesus Christ, uh, two Greek words for Lord are used here. Uh, the apostates disowned Christ as sovereign Lord and disdained any recognition of Christ as honorable Lord by their wicked behavior. Uh, it is always true of apostates, false teachers, and false religions that they pervert what Scripture declares it's true about the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have um, the, the clearest examples of uh, Mormonism and Jehovah Witness uh, cults where they uh, they d- destroy or corrupt the uh, divine uh, triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Jesus, Jesus, who is God. They corrupt it, um, especially in the, in the in the Bible of the New World Translation. Uh, that's the one that Jehovah Witnesses use. Um, it is, they completely, it's a heresy, right? It's a complete heresy. They completely changed um, who the deity of who God is, who Jesus is. And when you do that, now you made up a different Christ. Now you made up a different Jesus who cannot save you. Uh, and this is how Satan works, right? Through deception, through deceiving spirits, through demons that corrupt uh, the word of God, and then you have, but you have all of the, in the New World Translation. So, give me some examples, right? So, you have in First John, they changed who Jesus is to a God, right? And in Colossians chapter one, verse uh, sixteen, they changed all things were created through Him and for Him into all other things, right? Um, and so, it's very, very heretical. It is very. Uh, blasphemous, um, and it's completely misleading. All right, and finally, in verse 8, where it says, These people, uh, dreams, refers to a confused state of the soul or abnormal imagination, producing delusions, sensual confusion. These people's minds were numb to the truth of God's word, so that, being beguiled and deluded, they fantasize wicked perversions, being blind and deaf to reality, and truth. Perhaps they falsely claimed that these were dreams and visions from God. Well, and let's pause right there. Did you know that today some of the most, um, you know, richest apostates, right, today um, claim that, I'm not going to say any names, you can look them up and eventually you'll see them. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to discern them when you see them. But these people, claim to have been to heaven and have been given these dreams and visions and this has been going on for centuries right um but when they speak they don't speak the word of god or the truth of god um and it's and this is why you have to really have it planted and you really have to adhere your soul right your spirit to the word of god and really understand what it's talking about and so whenever a false teacher is talking you know immediately well right off the bat nope that's not true that's not true you're false you know you haven't been anywhere and then they only live for their own wealth um and so that's very clear all right so don't fall for that all right now here's a response can i discern all of the lies being thrown at me can i quickly spot a lie being mixed in with truth Am I seeking something in which only satisfies my feelings rather than the conviction that comes from God which leads to true repentance and salvation? 
The true believer will never turn a deaf ear to hear the truth of God's word, no matter how badly you feel, because we don't live for our feelings. We care about salvation and obedience. But rather, commit themselves to the entirety of Scripture as the ultimate truth and authority that comes from God. So with that said, now you know a little bit more about how to hear deception.